Welcome to the Valley Church. Our mission is to see changed lives, and we hope this relevant teaching inspires you to take the next step in your journey. Thanks for checking out the podcast and enjoy the message. Friends, I am so glad to be with you, and here we are, week two. Where is the Lamb? Pastor Mark started us off last week talking about Abraham and Isaac and the first Passover. And all my parents out there, if you heard that story of Abraham and Isaac, I am sure in your heart you shuddered a little bit that if God came to you and asked the same of you of, your, of, of you with your child, would you be able to respond like Abraham? Truth be told, I, I'm pretty sure that I, I, I couldn't. At least in this very moment, I can't see having enough strength to respond that way. But I want to kick our conversation off today by reminding us what Abraham and Isaac's conversation looked like, because it's the perfect lead-in to what Jesus has to say to us today. So Abraham and Isaac are on their way to the altar. Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, father, yes, my son. Abraham replied, The fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. God himself will provide the lamb. Well, if you didn't check out last week, make sure you go back and do that on our podcast or YouTube or Facebook. But let's just hang on to this sentence, this phrase that Abraham has. God himself will provide the lamb. Now, flash forward. All right, we're jumping 14 to 1500 years later. And here we have Jesus on the scene. I began to think, what's the story behind this this particular scripture? Well, it's really Jesus' ministry. Now, we can look at Jesus' ministry in any of the four Gospels, but we're going to focus on John today. And I just made a quick list of some of the things Jesus is doing in like the three years, not the 1400 because he's not there yet, but the three years he's there doing ministry. Jesus has turned water into wine. He's offered living water to the Samaritan woman, which you and I talked about the last time we were together. Jesus heals the sick and diseased. He feeds 5,000 plus with five loaves and two fish. He heals a blind man. He raises Lazarus from the dead. He triumphantly enters into Jerusalem and he's washing. Jesus is washing the disciples' feet. And then I began to think, okay, man, Jesus has been doing all of these things, all of these things. But I still have that question that Abraham has on his mind, or rather statement, right? God himself will provide the lamb. Do you know, in the midst of all these things that Jesus is doing, he makes some really important statements to us that, again, are part of the backdrop to our scripture today. Here are some of those statements. I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. John 14, 12. 
If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you and remind you of everything I have told you. John 14, 15, and 26. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. John 15, 3. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. John 16, 13. This one hits home, right? So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. John 16, 22. And the last words recorded to, by John right before our verses today. The, the, it couldn't be more important than this. I have told you all this so that you can have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. John 16, 33. So with all of these things, and of course that's just like a blink of an eye, you know, a wink at us this morning about what Jesus has been saying in the three years of his earthly ministry. So what does that have to do with God himself will provide the lamb? Well, Jesus knows. And in fact, he shares exactly what he knows in a prayer. The prayer comes out of John 17. He, actually, John is the only gospel who records this prayer. As I was going through different commentaries, I began to realize that most commentators, theologians, people way smarter than me, don't even really try to dive so deeply into these words because they're intimate, they're personal. This is Jesus' prayer to his Father. Throughout the Gospels, you'll see Jesus going and stepping away, speaking to his Father, but very rarely are we told what he says to him. And here we are in the final hour, and Jesus is stepping away with his Father, and we get to hear what he has to say. See, are there prayers that you have that you utter in the quietness to just Jesus? They aren't for anyone else to hear. They're just between you and him. I know I have them. In fact, they're probably the most intimate and personal and raw prayers that I have because they're just meant for my heavenly father's ears. Well, as we dive into a portion of this scripture today, I want you to keep that in the front of your mind that these are Jesus's intimate, private, personal words with his heavenly father. He knows what's coming. He knows that God, his father, is going to provide the lamb. He knows. So we're going to dive into John 17. I'm going to pick up at verse 13. So if you want to join me, I, I read out of the NLT version. There are multiple versions that you can read out of. And we're just going to break down a few of Jesus' words here as he speaks them out to his Father. Starting at verse 13. Now. 
I'm going to stop already. Because this word now is a sense of urgency. It's happening in this moment. It's not a moment later. It's not a moment coming. It's now. My parents out there, when you say do it now, <laughs> they know what you mean. That you've waited long enough and now it needs to happen. His time has come. Jesus' time has come. He's imparted all that he can. All those words, all those things that we have, I've shared with you just a moment ago. He has imparted every word that he possibly could. Now is the time. Verse 13, now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so that they would be filled with joy. Friends, this joy that Jesus talks about, those, those verses that I read to you, they are meant to fill you with joy. Not, not happiness, which is fleeting and circumstantial, but joy that bubbles up within to know that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That if you have sorrow or trials on this earth, it's okay. Take heart because he's overcome the world. I have given them your word. Jesus is declaring the very word that his father gave him. He has now done all that he can to give it to you and to me and to those disciples. Think about it this way. Is there a recipe that's been handed down for generations? What about a trade? Maybe, maybe you're a sower and your child sows and you pray that they'll pass that on. Or you work on cars and you've taught your child to work on cars and you pray that they'll pass it on. See, God the Father has given God the Son words. Words and truth that he has now given to you and to me. Now, if that ended there, I think we'd be happy. But he, Jesus goes on to that raw and intimate place in this prayer that I want you to know today that if you feel alone, if you feel isolated, if you just wonder if anyone loves you, I want you to know Jesus sees you and he declares it in this prayer to his father. And the world hates them because they don't belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. Friends, Jesus didn't really belong in the culture he was in either. Yeah, he had all the upbringing, he had all the knowledge, but he was breaking every status quo. He was becoming the lamb that you and I were going to need. Not the king with the crown and the robe that everybody thought he was going to be. If you wonder and you look around and you say, I just don't feel like I fit in. As a follower of Jesus Christ, it is okay that you don't fit in. Jesus knew that you wouldn't, and he didn't either. I love that he asks his heavenly father to keep us safe. Because the truth of the matter is, is that when we look around, there are times when we would probably rather not be here. That it's ugly and dark, and we wonder, why do I have to be here? See, Jesus doesn't necessarily give us a way out or a way over, but he gives us a way through. It might be that he is giving you a way through, and you know how he does that today? He gives you armor. 
He gives you armor to protect you as you go through the circumstance that you're going through right now. How do I know that? Well, he's given you the belt of truth, the body armor of righteousness, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and whoo, the sword of the spirit. So he's not going to get us out of this world. But he's going to give us a way. He's praying for a way to protect us while we're here. They do not belong to this world any more than I do, he goes on to say. Make them holy by your truth. Make them holy by your truth. John 8, 32 says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. They didn't know what he meant by freedom. They didn't understand. And so Jesus keeps going because he's a wonderful teacher. And he keeps going. He says, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family. But a son is a part of the family forever. A son and a daughter are part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Jesus goes on in his prayer. He uses some incredible words here. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I'm sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so that they can be made holy by your truth. Well, what does it mean to teach? Well, it means to show or explain. It's a verb. It's an action. It is a doing kind of word. And then he says, just as you sent me, another action, he is being sent and we are being sent as well. The truth, well, here's the truth, my friends. Jesus would pay the final price of our sin debt. No longer do we have to be bound by sin that carries the penalty of death. We are freed when we believe that Jesus Christ is the resurrected Savior. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is sending. This is present tense of the past tense verb sent. This is our reaction to Christ's action. To be, be the one who's being sent into the world. If that weren't enough, here we go. I'm praying not only for these disciples. Friends, you better get excited right now because this part makes me so excited that Jesus wasn't just praying for those that he was traveling with, those that he could see with his human eyes. He was praying for you and me. I am praying not only for the disciples, but also for all who will ever believe. This is not a limited time offer or occasion, my friends. He wasn't offering this to those who would only walk with him. Come on. All who will ever believe. Let us not write someone out of our life or even ourselves out of the message of redemption and restoration and hope. Jesus is praying for you. Maybe you have always thought to yourself, I spent all this time talking to Jesus. Will he ever talk to me back? John 17 is evidence that Jesus is praying over you. That he loves you. That this offer of redemption and restoration is for you 
and for me and for all who will ever believe. I pray, he keeps going, I pray that they will be one just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. John 13, 34 through 35. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world you are my disciples. See, Jesus has been teaching all this time. And now as he prays to his heavenly father, he's marking those words in history. They weren't just stories. They weren't just miracles. They weren't just words of hope. They are truth. They are truth and our love for one another. They can only be shown as Christ's love through the power of the Holy Spirit is how all will come to believe. I have given them the glory you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you've given me to be with me where I am. Have you ever loved someone so much that you want them with you all the time? And then it pains you, maybe some of you in this season have lost those people that you wish could be with you forever. I want you to know as followers of Jesus Christ, that is exactly what Jesus is saying. I want those people who love me so much. Oh, I want them to be where I am. See, Jesus doesn't want to just, okay, here you go. Here's your get out of hell free card. I want you to come live with me. I want to be in relationship with you for all eternity. Friends, this prayer is so powerful. I can tell why theologians don't even want to touch it. But let it touch your heart this morning. Let it touch down deep into those places where maybe you thought he's forgotten you. Not only does he want you to have a life here on earth filled with joy and love and peace, learning and growing to be like him, he wants you to come and live with him for all eternity. Jesus' final words in this prayer is this. O oh, righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I do. And these disciples know you sent me. I have revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them, and I will be in them. Another version of this, the CSB version, says this final verse is this way. I made your name known to them, and will continue to make it known, so that the love you have loved me with may be in them and I may be in them. Remember Jesus' promise that he will be with you, 
not just with you, but in you through the power of the Holy Spirit. The promise of the word will is it a fact. It is a fact. It is not maybe. It is not what if. It is not just because. It will happen, my friends. I love that Jesus puts an exclamation point on the end of this verse by promising that he will be with you and he will be with me and not just with us, but in us, dwelling among us, and that we can go and be sent into the world. Even though he's about to leave the earth forever. He promises to continue to reveal himself and be with us. This is done through the power of the Holy Spirit. As he promised back in John 14. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart and the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give so don't be troubled or afraid as we enter into the final portion of today's message I want you to watch as art and the Word of God collide with one another this was a special collaboration between myself and my husband I wanted you to hear Jesus' prayer in all its totality. I want you to know today, when Abraham says that God himself will provide the lamb, and when Jesus gives up himself in the final hours, it was because he loves you and me. He chose you and he chose me. He declared you were good before you were even made. And he wants you to be with him forever. I pray that you are blessed, but more than that, I friends, I pray that you will come to see Jesus's face as a loving, generous, merciful father who will never leave you nor forsake you. So as Abraham said to his son Isaac, God himself will provide the lamb. And Isaac said, where is the lamb? Today I present to you, he is right here. After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ the one you sent to earth. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, 
bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you. For I have passed on to them the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I came from you. And they believe you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so they bring me glory. Now I'm departing from the world. They are staying in the world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that not one was lost except the one headed for destruction, as the scriptures foretold. Now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them, so they can be made holy by your truth. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us, so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. I am in them, and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. O oh, righteous Father, the world doesn't know you, but I do, and these disciples know you sent me. I have revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them, and I will be in them. Friends, I thank you so much for joining us today. I pray that you have been blessed. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you that 1,500 years before this moment, 
Abraham knew you would provide the lamb. And you did. I can't imagine the pain that you went through watching your son walk up that hill and take that cross. But Lord, you loved us so much that you sent your one and only son to die for each and every one of us, not just for eternal life, Lord, but to have a life here on earth. One where we can know with confidence that your son prayed over us and that the Holy Spirit is for us. And Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for each individual person who's joined us today. Lord, I pray if there's anyone listening today that does not know you, I pray that their ears and their hearts have been opened. Speak to them now, Lord. Share with them how much you love them. Let them know that they have been made in your image and that everything they have done can be washed away today. Lord, I thank you for not only what this season means, because it is remembering where the lamb came from, but Lord, that you have given us the power of the Holy Spirit, that it doesn't have to be isolated to this season, but we can step out into our world and love as you have loved, share the truth as you have shared the truth. And for some, for some, Lord, it will mean the sacrifice but Lord, we'll be drawing closer to you in it as well, and I thank you for that. Now go with us, Lord. Take us by the hand. Guide us into the next steps of each of our days where we will grow to know you more, love you more, so we can love others. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. To stay up to date with our weekly messages, make sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or download our app to stay connected with all things The Valley. And if today's message impacted you, share it with a friend, because changed lives change lives.